Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are continuing our series on the Tao Te Ching for astrologers. We're going to be looking at verses 47 and 48 of the Tao Te Ching. If you are new to this series, don't worry, you don't have to have seen all of the previous episodes. You can jump in anywhere. We are reading some of the verses from one of the world's classic wisdom texts and looking at it in light of our study of astrology. Um, so we take two verses at a time. I read from the Tartar Cornerstone edition of the Tao Te Ching. It is translated by Jonathan Starr. Uh, really like this edition. And so if you wanted to pick up a copy and follow along, you could do it that way. I also put the text up on the screen as we go along each week. So before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your own thoughts and wisdom in the comments section. I like hearing from you guys every week. If you want to find a written transcript of any of my talks, you can hit up the website, nightlightastrology.com. They're posted there every day. Also, new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, my year one program, uh, begins again on November 12th. We have enrollments every six months, and we start on Saturday, November 12th, this new section. So really excited to begin a new class. You can learn more about what the class includes. It is a one-year immersion into ancient Hellenistic astrology with an emphasis on the underlying mystical and spiritual foundations of the practice and an eye for... Um, the uh, developing divinatory sensitivity. So we spent a lot of time in this class talking about how to create that radical moment in a session, in a reading with someone when suddenly spirit is speaking and it's that that actually leads our craft and our techniques to awaken something special uh, that can be said to someone or that can be shared with someone through the symbols of the birth chart. That's a huge emphasis in this course, especially in the last section of the course, we have live um, <clears throat> live clients come in and I read for them. And then we talk about that reading and what made each reading unique. Um, so it's 30 classes on the year. You can hear what some of the alumni had to say about it. There's 12 additional guest lectures. We have interactive group forum discussions with that are staffed by my tutors. Um, they answer your questions within a day. Always. We have breakout study sessions in between units as well with um, staff. So there's plenty of support there for you. You can email me anytime throughout the class at the bottom of the page you'll find the early bird payment that saves you $500 off. You can do a 12 monthly payment plan. So you can spread it out over a year. A lot of people do that option. It's really helpful. And then there is also need-based tuition. So if you are someone who can't um, do the cost of the course, but you still want to study astrology, check that out. Tell us about your situation. Uh, we're glad to help people out. If, you're, if you have a very fixed budget and you need to work within it, um, we like to try to make that possible for people so that people aren't priced out of learning something spiritual. So uh, that's something we've been doing for a long time and glad to help people out there. All right. Well, <clears throat> we are continuing today, the Tao Te Ching, and we are looking at, in particular, verses 47 and 48. I'm going to put those up on the screen here in just a moment. Let me just make sure I get, I get to the appropriate verses. Here we go. I'm going to read through them twice, and then we will reflect back on them. So here it is, and we're going to put it into full screen mode. Verse 47. Without going outside, one can know the whole world. Without looking out the window, one can see the ways of heaven. The farther one goes, the less one knows. Thus the sage does not go, yet he knows. He does not look, yet he sees. He does not do, yet all is done. <clears throat> Verse 48, to become learned, gain daily. 
to obtain Tao, reduce daily. Reduce and reduce again until all action is reduced to non-action. Then no one is left. Nothing is done, yet nothing is left undone. One who gives freely and without attachment gets a life, a full life in return. One who gives with the secret hope of getting is merely engaged in business. Truly, they neither give nor receive any of the treasure from this world below heaven. Now let's reread verse 47, and I'll offer some reflections in light of astrology. This is a text that <clears throat> I have long looked to for advice and support when it comes to crafting my daily content. So um, I think there's a lot to be gained for us. and There's a lot of parallels between um, this and, you know, why we study astrology. Without going outside, one can know the whole world. Without looking out the window, one can see the ways of heaven. The farther one goes, the less one knows. Thus the sage does not go, yet he knows. He does not look, yet he sees. He does not do, yet all is done. Well, I find this text to be one of the more overtly astrological, um, you know, maybe one of the more overtly astrological parallels in the entire Tao Te Ching. The reason for that is that we have the statement here that without looking out of your window, one can see the ways of heaven. That is to say that the very same intelligence that is moving in the planets, all their synodic cycles and all of the laws of nature that constitute uh, the heavens, the heavenly motions and bodies, which the study of astrology is comprised of, that you can observe those things within yourself. This is the famous hermetic axiom, as above, so below, as within, so without. So the Tao Te Ching is fundamentally telling us the same thing that ancient mystics who practiced astrology were telling us, which is that the way of heaven is the same way of the heart. It lives in inside of us. And when we track astrology, you know, we're looking at Mercury turning direct this week in an opposition with Neptune or whatever the case might be, upcoming eclipses or Pluto going into Aquarius, whatever these things are, we're not paying attention to them primarily because we are fixated on outcomes. As much as we are learning to identify the movements of the heaven with the movements of our own mind and heart, because when we study them in parallel, uh, we become wise. We learn how to navigate life with greater ease and reflectiveness. It doesn't make life any more comfortable in the uncomfortable moments necessarily, but it keeps us curious and interested. It keeps us laughing and alert. It keeps us uh, in touch with that living presence that is flowing through every single event that the planets are pointing to symbolically. And so I love that this verse is really just saying the same thing. It's like, look, you don't have to go outside and, and memorize all the facts about nature. You can know that very nature by looking inward. Similarly, you could look up at the stars and the heavens and learn a lot about those laws and observe them, but you can observe the exact same thing by looking within. It's collapsing the distinction that we might make um, between, you know, uh, knowledge and and wisdom. If I know a lot of stuff, then that makes me wise. But oftentimes there's something about not looking for things or not trying to learn things or not trying to accumulate a bunch of knowledge that makes us wise in the same way that by just living our life and 
if, with astrology in our lives, if we reflect on the events of our life in light of the movements of the gods in the heavens, it's as though by means of those symbols, we come to understand what's within ourselves. And as you keep going, as you reflect on what is within yourself, it enhances your understanding of the symbols. It's in its, it, there's this reciprocity that grows and it's very beautiful. You start to feel like you're living in a cosmos. And what does the word cosmos means? It shares similar connection to the word cosmetic, like a well-arranged whole. Verse 48, <clears throat> to become learned, gain daily. To obtain Tao, reduce daily. Reduce and reduce again until all action is reduced to non-action. Then no one is left, nothing is done, yet nothing is left undone. One who gives freely and without attachment gets a full life in return. One who gives with the secret hope of getting is merely engaged in business. Truly, they neither give nor receive any of the treasure from this world below heaven. There was an ancient astrologer named Manilius who wrote a text called the Astronomica. It's one of the earliest texts that we have from the Roman Empire uh, on astrology. And in that text, he says that our goal in penetrating into the heart of heaven with our, our, our minds, with our hearts in the study of astrology, although we live under the laws of fate in this universe, although we're subject to the laws of the universe, is to develop a consciousness that is not bound, that is somehow free and he says, a master of the universe, even though we live under the law of fate. And in my mind, this is a transition, This that, that shift of why am I doing astrology? I'm doing astrology because I'm trying to shift my consciousness. And that is the great gift. It's a fundamental change that happens in how we take in astrological material or how we relate to astrology itself. And it happens subtly over time. For example, <clears throat> um, there is a sense in which we hope if I act right or if I do the right thing or if I'm in the right alignment, then the pl these planetary transits at this time will give me something good in return. And so we, we pay attention to the planets and we try to align our lives with it, but it's because there's this subtle feeling that, well, I, I want to get the best possible outcomes from the planets. And this happens all the time. I see it every day. I'm not exaggerating because every time I talk to clients, like very frequently a client will come in and, and no criticism. It's very natural. We all do it. They'll say, how do I get the most out of X, Y, or Z transit that's coming up? I know a little bit about astrology. I know you know a lot about astrology. How do I get the best out of a Pluto transit? And by the best, they mean like, how do I not get, you know, slapped around? And how do I get something a good, like a good result? Now, again, I think that's human and I don't judge it or look down my nose at it. But it's true also, it's, it is also true that over time when you practice astrology, what's happening is you're learning to um, have your, less attachment to outcomes and when you have less attachment to outcomes, you're not secretly hoping to get something. And then you move out of a transactional relationship with the gods, with the planets. And when you do so, most traditions tell us the grip that karma itself has on you starts to change. And the byproduct of that is that your karma, voila, gets better.
but not because you're attached to the karma getting better, but because you're detached from the karma getting better. And instead, you're living a life that's simply open to what the planets bring. <clears throat> it's the same kind of wisdom here. One who gives freely and without attachment gets a full life in return. One who gives with the secret hope of getting is merely engaged in business. Similarly with astrology, there was a uh, verse in Firmicus Maternus who, where he says that at the end when he's talking to the students of astrology, he says, I, I hope that it is not so much by the things that you've learned in these books but by the transformation of your mind, your mind becoming more divine in nature, more like the, the divinity that is in all things that you, when your consciousness takes on a, a higher quality, so to speak, uh, because you've worked on yourself. And as you've done that, then let it be that and not the rules that you learn in these books about astrology that teaches you how to do astrology. It's a profound statement, right? Several thousand years ago. That's Firmicus Maternus saying that in the same way, the Tao is saying, if you want to become learned, gain daily. But if you want to obtain Tao, reduce daily. Reduce and reduce again. It's saying, you know, be humble. Empty yourself out. Be less goal-oriented, attached, passionate, grinding away, trying to get things, which can happen to us when we study astrology. Let me accumulate all of the knowledge that I can. When we pair astrology with any daily practice of any kind of spiritual practice that helps us go inward, when we, when we do that and we release the expectation of what we get out of doing astrology or where it takes us or what the transit brings or anything, and we let astrology be the means by which we deepen our heart and its connection to others and to the world, when that is what leads the way, then it's amazing how this natural intelligence, this kind of, I was talking earlier in this video when I was talking about my class about how we talk about a, a divinatory moment, which is a moment where the symbolism starts to speak and then your rules are used artfully. And when that moment starts to happen, you can feel it and it's magical. And the use of all the rules and techniques that you've accumulated are put into service of something higher. That is... The, what the best astrologers always have. They always have that quality. Uh, every astrologer I've ever visited with who really blew my mind, I could tell that they were they were empty. They were they were not full of themselves as astrologers. They didn't know everything. They didn't even know if they'd be able to say anything of value, but then something clicked and all of a sudden, you know, the, the whole chart, the symbols start speaking and coming to life. And it's because they were in, a, in an empty enough space to let almost like a, a non-action lead the way that a chart reading happens. It's a, a, a beautiful thing that I've observed in my own readings when I'm on point, you know, it's that kind of experience. So I think these, these teachings are deeply applicable to our practice and study of astrology. And so that's why we pause to do this every week, just to tune in and remind ourselves, you know, why are we here? Why are we doing this? I hope that it's inspiring for you. I hope that it you know, gives you some um, some sense of the path that you're on and, and affirms it as a good thing in your life. All right, well, that's what I've got for today. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share a comment and your own reflections. I'd love to hear it. You can always find transcripts of the talks on the website. And the new class starts on November 12th. I hope to see some of you in class soon. We do a lot of, we, we talk a lot in my programs about the 
spiritual background of astrology on all levels. The craft is of astrology is deeply informed by spiritual philosophy, which when you learn it in from the ancient roots up, really uh, transforms the way that you approach things. So that's what I love about the way that we've designed. I've designed the course and that we've, with my team, have developed it over the years. So hope you guys will check it out. All right, that's what I've got for today. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.